Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the AM show hosted live on Alpha Mint Monday to Friday at nine ish AM running a little bit behind today. I am R2 Dgen, and I am joined with me by the man who uh, is finally celebrating the drop of the Clonex, uh, ah. Mr. Free Market Capitalist. Don't know if celebrating is the word that I would use to describe it, but um, it does feel <laughs> like less, the, the worst less has grumpy. passed. Less grumpy, yeah. a less grumpy free market capitalist. So yeah, um, I, I, we got a little bit to talk about. Ethereum is ripping right now. And uh, as always, that seems to affect the NFTs. But how was your, uh, uh, briefly, how was your day yesterday? Uh, apart from the Clonex stuff, which we'll talk about. Yeah, no, my day was pretty great. There was a very high profile drop, which which I was excited to see in the motherfuckers uh, or MFers, uh, I should say, which was a drop by Sartoshi NFT. Uh, Scott and I went over it in the pre-show a bit, but I just believe these are going to be elite collector's items over time. And they're really great hodls if you got into it. But man, it was an intense gas war for a 10,000 PFP project that had no whitelist. So, you know, that's that's pretty damn impressive. Uh, he knew what he was doing, Sartoshi. Yeah, I saw um, a, a side project that he was related to have a little bit of a pump, too, which we'll we'll talk about as well. Um mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, glad glad you had a good day. Um, all right, let's get into the cryptocurrency markets right now. Uh, looking at Bitcoin, just chilling around, you know, now down one percent on the week and the last twenty four hours, hanging around fifty seven thousand dollars on a little bit of fud as it ran up uh, over fifty eight thousand. Not a big deal though. Ethereum has been the talk of the town. It's uh, crossed the forty seven hundred threshold, uh, sitting at forty seven hundred and. Uh, $1 as of, as of right now. And that's a, a great sign for Ethereum. But uh, as the old adage goes, not always great for NFTs. Yeah, it's it. You know, I talk about how long term this isn't a, a real correlation, but there's always going to be a short term rotational effect when spot starts to rally as people rotate both into ETH and altcoins which have seen quite the nice bounce after a consolidation period, which, you know, it's not good news for gas. Uh, there's there's two effects here, right? There's better places to make money and gas becomes really high. So, you know, you you have your, your lower end projects really suffer because nobody wants to pay double. And then your blue chips cool off as, as the wealthy uh, rotate into a better EV. Yeah. Um, it, It'll be interesting to watch as uh, as Ethereum continues its run. Obviously, the last bull market that we had, it was Bitcoin that took off first. Um, Ethereum followed kind of, you know, within a 15 day span behind it. And then the altcoins ripped. But it, it appears that there's a different market dynamic, especially um, for anybody involved in crypto back in 2017. Bitcoin was the kind of the pass through for the entire market. Like everything kind of came and went through Bitcoin. And I think it saw a lot of those market swells um, as a result of it. And now Ethereum being kind of the center of the universe in terms of the DeFi and the altcoin world, uh, seems to maybe be getting some of the play off that. Any, any thoughts in, in that regard? Oh, that ratio is getting juicy, man. Um, I, I think everybody thought this would kind of be the year of Ethereum and people have talked about the flippening for a while. I think think that's a ways out and I'm not concerned with the flippening, but I expect that ratio 
to be hitting the old high as I know it already has. And I think it's going to go a little higher. You know, Ethereum is it right now. Bitcoin will be its store of value. I'm sure it will go higher over time. But Web3 is the future. Um, and people, it's where people are building right now. And I mean, even the alt L1s uh, are obviously going to be seeing more action right now than Bitcoin, which as a store of value isn't uh, isn't where people are putting their money right now. Right. Yeah. I did see some people on Twitter calling for around 0.08, 0.09 on the uh, ratio between ETH and Bitcoin to, to mm-hmm. maybe be a market top signal as well. Uh, I don't really understand. The, too, baby. Yeah, that's the that's the total flipping, right? On the market cap. Right. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Something yeah, like I don't know. It's still got some work to do to get to that point. Um, looking at right. some of the other altcoins, Gala still having a good week. Uh, Decentraland and Sandbox cooling down a little bit, down 6% and 7% uh, respectively over the last day as the uh, the main but holy shit. to rep- rep- the land in the, the land in those metaverses is just flying. Like there are, you know, if VCs were making their footprint in... Uh, generative art last cycle they are buying metaverse land and properties and assets today if there's ever a bull case for clonex it's that the metaverse really seems to be coming into its own right now yeah for sure and the token price doesn't always reflect the actual story of what's going on within the metaverse and yeah there are some very very large purchases um being made uh, a little bit of news yep. going on. Nothing crazy uh, in the news cycle for the last day. Um, but uh, Fidelity launches a spot Bitcoin ETF up here in Canada. This is not our first uh, ETF exposure to to Bitcoin or Ethereum, um, but it would be the largest asset manager to to launch on the uh, a Bitcoin ETF. And that will be going live on the TSX. I uh, don't know if I'll be buying any of that. Uh, I have enough crypto exposure in my life, um, which is pretty much 100%. But uh, but yeah, yeah, it's always good to see these big, large-scale asset man- managers get into actual like spot ETFs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be the only way for the majority of people who only invest through 401ks or pension plans to have access to crypto, at least early on. So these aren't for the people listening to this show right now, but these are necessary for mainstream adoption. Yeah, mainstream adoption is the key there. Um, I would look for this to to create a lot of pressure on uh, the SEC to start approving some of these for the American markets as well as, uh, you know, the the people are hungry for it. And eventually, uh, as that hunger kind of rises, they'll they will have to bend. This is a political game. And, you know, uh, these are very, very wealthy people that want to get involved in it without direct, direct, like actual custodial exposure. Um, and I think that uh, this could mean that it's just around the, the bend. Yeah. And I mean, everyone loves to put government headlines uh, in their FUD channels as reasons to be wary of crypto and stuff like that. That's how the government negotiates, right? That This is how they put fear into the lobbyists and companies of crypto so that they have a bargaining chip in the fight as well. They're not anti-crypto. They're anti-getting less than they can if they play hardball. So that's all governments are doing. It's usually empty threats, and it's really just a negotiating tactic because it's them and lobbyists in a, in a closed room making the law. 
Right. And I believe it was uh, Elon that tweeted out at one point, in hindsight, it was inevitable. And I think that uh, in hindsight, this will all look inevitable as well. 100. 100. All right. Uh, let's move into NFTs and we will jump in quickly to WGMI. Seven day change is uh, looking a little, a little bleak for, uh, for most projects. One hour time pieces. That was the project that I mentioned about Sartoshi, uh, having a little bit of a run, probably just on the back of Sartoshi's drop, uh, with the MFers. Um, this was something that launched about five months ago, and it was a collab between Sartoshi and Mills. It's just like a little um, AC uh, bonsai tree kind of thing. Have done zero research into that, but just kind of popped up on my radar. And that was the 30 second look that I had. Punk's Comics still doing well on the week. Head Dow having a little bit of run on the back of the uh, uh, approval of the game that they're going to be building. Don't know if that's too little too late. I know some alpha minters jumped in. I know some alpha minters are looking at this as exit liquidity. I am holding strong on this personally, um, but uh, I have a good cost basis and feel comfortable about that. So at your own risk, um, Neo Tokyo Identity is doing well. Everything else is pretty much under 15% on the week uh, again floors don't always tell the entire story one that's getting beat up right now though is the beloved kaiju kings um the actual floor which is not the genesis models are down about 32 percent down to just under 0.7 eth and uh i think we were just talking about this it's about 1.9 for uh the genesis now and some weth offers getting exposed or uh, accepted for you said 1.5 i believe yeah, Kaijus, what a fall from grace. They were up to a 7E floor. Um, and, you know, to if we're looking at WGMI, uh, I noticed yesterday in the morning we had seen ETH start to rally and nothing was really affected yet. Uh, Swampverse was still above 0.3. Uh, new drops were, were still holding up pretty well. And then I think the reality that SHIB was rallying 30% and ETH looks primed for new all-time highs started to get in the minds of traders and we saw undercutting uh, coming to all the floors. But, you know, Kaiju is going through one of those periods. It very much reminds me of Cryptodes um, or other high-profile drops, but their roadmap has come out. There's nothing 100% uh, unique or not known about it. And we know that known unknowns don't move markets, right? Like if something is seen coming a mile away, it, it's not going to move any markets. And you have Kaiju supply going up every day. In fact, recently, a lot of people who only owned a, a two Kaijus just made enough R waste uh, to start making babies. So if you don't know, you need two kaijus and a certain amount of their utility token to make babies. So we're seeing supply coming on right when the team is really in put head down and work mode. I have a lot of uh, optimism for this project. I really like the team. The art is fabulous and I'm not worried about them. But man, they have taken quite the haircut since they were the, uh, the talk of the town. Yeah. And I mean, it's important to note when you're looking at the collection, there are two separate um, kind of blocks of Kaiju in there, the Genesis and the babies, as you mentioned. So um, the floor price on OpenSea and WGMI is a little bit deceptive. Uh, so it is still kind of around the two two ETH mark. But um, yeah, that, it is a fall from grace. And it's one of those things that 
you know, as the hype cycles kind of move around and liquidity comes and goes out of these projects, uh, you know, I, I think Kaiju will absolutely have their moment again in the future. And uh, I, I think, you know, as you see, sometimes it'll be higher highs and higher lows and these things will kind of just slowly move up as their um, the legacy kind of evolves in the NFT space. They were the absolutely perfect project for the previous meta, right? Like they they defined the end of the last cycle where it was the perfect culmination of all the trends we had been seeing into one project. And they were lauded as such and they deserved it. Now the meta has completely changed. And if you saw in their latest roadmap, they're actually talking about games now, um, rampage-like games and, and all this type of stuff. So they understand they kind of have to start moving uh, towards this new meta. And I do believe it was in the pipeline before. They're not just they they were talking about it before games became really hot. The head dev there, Dots, uh, bought orcs early on. He bought legend maps. I mean, these guys are gaming oriented, but you're going to go through quiet periods. And in this market, that's really going to take your floor down. I mean, for what it is, that is not a thick floor back up to 4E. And in my opinion, that's kind of where they're there. What's that's really what they're worth and, and where they'd settle. I mean, if I had an extra 20E lying around, which I don't, I'd sweep that floor. I'm very bullish on the team. You know, I think once a project gets out there with very good art, a very good roadmap, uh, you really just want to look at the team. Are they competent? Are they going to evolve? Do they have too big an ego to maybe change something if it's not working? And no, I have full confidence in this team. Uh, so nothing's changed for me with Kaiju. Shout out to all my kings. Yeah, you know what? There's there's two things that I love about Kaiju's. One is that we, as we've said a million times before, the art is great. But uh, two is this you always know when the kaijus are in the house, right? Like, um, you know, we had a, a pretty big swath of kaiju people jump into Alphaman at one point and they, they rock the profile pictures. They look great. And it's just like, there's a, a certain aura around the fact that, you know, the kaijus have arrived. And uh, yeah. I, I think in terms of like community and cultural relevance, that's very important. It's the same as the apes, the same as the the punks. And, you know, obviously we can't put them into that echelon, uh, no. at, le- at least not yet. But uh, it's yeah. always uh, it's always a good, good, uh, a good feeling for for that project to have that kind of um, yeah, just that kind of perception. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, Kaiju Kings taking a little bit of a beating. Um other than that, any other projects that that you see are down? Wolf Game is kind of struggling a little bit. Uh, you know, game- every mo- most floors that I follow are down twenty to thirty percent across the board. Uh, Clonex is up. It's one. It's seen more volume than most, but they're pre-reveal uh, still, and we know how messy those launch dynamics were. So, well, let's uh, let's actually just get into Clonex then. Um, so. Let's let's go through the timeline. Uh, the Dutch auction started on Monday at 5 p.m. Uh, it did not go according to plan. There's varying uh, theories as to what actually happened there. But as the team would say, their site was under a DDoS attack. Uh you know, the, the minting started out at three ETH and actually had quite a bit of steam right off the hop. Uh, I believe 2000 out of the 8000 public sale availability, um, mints were, were, were taken, uh, around three ETH. 
and um, and then things kind of just stalled out, and it dropped from two point eight to two point seven to two point six, and then that's when kind of the uh, the the questionable actions started. Um, at two point six, I believe there was only like two, three, four, some somewhere in the single digit ranges of sales. And uh, they shut down the Dutch auction. So that was strange. We went into de- depth about that on yesterday's show. Uh, but they basically at that point said, sorry, guys, we're going to bed. We need some sleep. We'll figure this out tomorrow. Shocking in the face of, uh, you know, a 50 million, 100 million dollar sale. Uh, and then, you know, bring us up to date on on yesterday's happenings. Yeah. So they. Decide, they At first, they had told us they were going to restart the auction at, at 10 a.m., uh, maybe 30 minutes before uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time. They announced the spaces on Twitter to tell us what the uh, policy was going to be going forward. And they took a terrible situation and made it 10 times worse. Uh, it was remarkable how poor the launch went and then how poor their response was to it. Really mind boggling. They first, they change it from a Dutch auction to a fixed price of two E. So now all, you know, all thousand people or however many it was minted at three E are already fucked for one ETH now because you've now set a floor price of two E. There's no longer an auction. There's no longer price discovery. You've set that price. To compensate for that, they uh, took a thousand clones from the public sale and are going to raffle them off, not just to the people who bought at 3E, but to anybody who bought in the pre-sale or in the public sale before yesterday. This is absolutely absurd. You you know, this does not make up for anybody losing their one E and the floor is up a bit. But this this is a company that took in a hundred million dollars yesterday. Right. They could have easily paid back everybody the one ETH difference who paid three E. It is only a thousand clones. All right. Or twelve hundred or something like that. And then you could do a raffle. If you want to, 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 as a thank you to the community for a very terrible launch and, and then communication subsequently, but to include people who were in the pre-sale who paid 0.05 for a Clonex and is now sitting at a 25X already, you're going to put them in the raffle and take away value from the people you just screwed with a poorly planned launch. I mean, people were irate and, and justifiably so. Yeah, there was a lot to unpack there. A bunch of us were listening to uh, the Twitter spaces in the, you know, the members area of the voice chat and and chatting along with it, too. And, um, you know, Illidan, who had actually minted at the three ETH mark um, and, you know, you who had been holding this for God knows how long. Um, both were were pretty hypercritical of this announcement, and uh, it, it really became a polarizing topic on their Discord, which is a, a, another topic that we'll get into later in, when we're talking about Clonex. But um, yeah, it was it was weird. They they did some justifiable. Uh, they they made some justifications as to why they were just going to do it for anybody that had a, a presale up to that point, um, and they were saying you know to get access to the presale, there were people that paid five ETH for the items that were involved in that. <laughs> Um, all, all weird 
stuff. Um, but yeah, it, you know, there were people that were calling for, you know, oh, well, we did pre-sale. Like we've been supporters for a long time. We deserve these. And everyone else was like, yeah, but you paid 0.05 for it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I participated in a Dutch auction um, and, and kind of got, you know, the shit under the stick on that. Um, so it was, it was very polarizing. There were a lot of different stances on it. It's hard to kind of, you know, put a, a stamp of approval on who was right or wrong in that scenario. Everybody's obviously got heated opinions, especially when, you know, you're talking about ten, fifteen thousand dollars worth of purchases or sales that are on the line. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think the important thing was, and this was the discussion that was going on, was just that, you know, they hyped up this drop for months and months and months. We knew that this was all about to happen. Um and their website just wasn't ready. You know, I, I've heard reports that there was no DDoS attack and that it wasn't actually um, under that. It was just the stress of people trying to actually mint and they weren't able to. And I think a lot of the frustration is for the people that minted at 3E, they're saying, well, if your website had just been up to par, it probably would have just minted out. But so many people couldn't actually even get on it. I still can't get on the website. I don't know what that means. But, um, you know, like... This- this is this is pure overthinking on their part. Like I, I have said this so many times, like do not try to reinvent the wheel on your mint process. Like there are certain things that are best practiced for a reason. And this website so reeks of like four years ago when they were all going with this very like, I don't know, animated, dynamic, heavy load website that takes 15 minutes just to load the animations that mean nothing to you. You don't fucking care about these things. And it puts such a load on their website, which they're not depending on NFT people who were all already in the pre-sale. Any of these large whales you would expect to ape drop like this already had a hundred of these things from the pre-sale. They're depending on celebrities who are going to go to the front end and buy these things. And if you had seen that momentum early on before the website crashed, they very likely could have sold out at 3E or a little underneath. And it completely killed their momentum. And then they act like the Gestapo in their Discord for genuine concern. Now, I understand during the heat of the drop, there were hundreds, if not thousands of people in there just to complain about something they were never going to have access to in the first place. Maybe some robots typing messages and fudding. I understand that. But there were people like me and Dark Illidan, genuine members of their community who wanted answers and who wanted to at least see some sort of, uh, you know, like, like not an apology, but certainly some concern from the staff and mods that that they wanted to make this right, because quite frankly, they fucked their community over, especially the people like me who had been lauding this company and putting our reputation on the line saying, you know, you don't understand. These people are royalty and NFTs, blah, 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 blah. Well, you make all of us look like assholes, right? And that's fine. You know, we all make bad calls now and again, but you compound it with these shitty fucking moves afterwards in a response to it when you should have at that point. Now you've made your money. Just fucking focus on the community. Get Make everybody whole. And do your stupid raffle and try to at least save some face here. I mean, I'm bullish on 
the technicals of this project, but this team has disappointed me in a huge way. Yeah, as as somebody who's had their come up in uh, you know customer service and hospitality, uh, sometimes a little bit of an acknowledgement goes a long way too. And the team was just not willing to um, give an inch on in that regard. Now I understand that they have to be careful about what they're saying and and what they're committing to and whatnot, but um, they were they were actively deleting. Um, um, legitimate questions and concerns about this. Uh, they put on like a five minute slow mode. And I mean, they were more than happy to, to let the supporters kind of take control of, of the narrative in, in their discord. But, um, but yeah, it was really kind of disappointing to see. And then they were actively kind of just celebrating, you know, you know, fuck the futters, blah, blah, blah. We're, <laughs> we're Clonex. We're going to succeed. Um, and Are you out of your fucking minds after that launch to go and spike the football on Twitter. Are you, are you well, fucking out of your mind? Here's yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. And here's, here's what I'm seeing from the outside looking in um, people that are, are liquid enough to, to be able to put three ETH on the line, six ETH on the line, nine ETH on the line. Um, you know, we're, we're talking a, a somewhat upper tier of, of your, your community and the NFT community, right? Like, you know, especially if this isn't a large por- portion of your liquidity pool uh, to, to go in there and just act like somebody didn't spend 15, 30, $45,000 on a bunch of NFTs that go directly to you. This isn't secondary sales. They go directly to you. Um, it needs to be treated with uh, respect because in, in some regards, people are spending as much as they would on a car for these JPEGs. And, um, you know, you can't rub that in people's faces. And I'm curious to see how many people they've turned off of this just based on their behavior after the fact. Um, you know, you, you can't be dismissive on it. If this is a 0.02 stealth drop that you've put, uh, you know, 72 hours into and like you don't give a fuck. It's just this quick cash grab and you're in and out and whatever. Not that I'm advocating that anyone do that. Like I don't expect any fucking customer service or, or compassion from those people. Uh, but yeah, to, to launch at three ETH and then, like you said, spike the football on a pretty disastrous drop. Uh, in in regards to their project, uh, tough luck. These are all first world problems. No one should be crying <laughs> yeah. for anyone involved here. So true, yeah, but yeah. at the same time, like we're looking at this through a lens. We analyze markets and we're analyzing these companies so you guys can make good investment decisions. And this was disappointing on every level. Yeah, there's a there was a, a lot going on there, and um, it was it was arrogance to say the least. So you know it it. It mints out in about 20 minutes um, at 2E. Mind you, the website still had, but it seemed to be going pretty quick early on. And then the website also failed under load. And I think you needed to like clear your cache to get the website to work again. Mm, that's probably but what I know a lot. Of, yeah. A lot of people were complaining in the general uh, about halfway through that mint that the website started failing again or whatever, but they sold out in 20 minutes floor was like 2.1 i think at the low on open and it's sitting at about 2.75 right now they have been seeing demand in the secondary um the uh the the sandbox which is the premier land grab right now in the entire metaverse actually swept that floor from about 2.4 up to 2.75 these guys tend to buy Things like punks and apes and 
assets that they consider important uh, to their future world that they're building. So it, it was heartening to see them go ape into Clonex, but I still think this company has a lot to respond to. I, I hope they are listening to these criticisms and can find a bit of humility to uh, set right what they screwed up here. Right. Um so let's go even further. Initially, this was supposed to be an instant reveal. Uh, once once the whole project was sold sold out, um, you know, initially on the Dutch auction, but now um, on the set price. And there was some some questions regarding the process of that. Uh, you know, these are are three D high 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 quality three D images that do take render time. We're talking about twenty thousand of them. Um, and there were, I think some people that were skeptical about how they were going to instantly reveal these because you can't just render those immediately and then get them all linked up. Um, but, <laughs> uh, that was, that was originally the plan. And so now they've, I guess in, in, in a way that benefits them. And I'm air quoting here, listened to the community and decided not to do an instant reveal after the fact. So that these things could sit on secondary and trade away at their 10% royalty that is still up. And, you know, yeah, as we I saw, manage this. yeah, as, as we saw with Mecca, which delayed their reveal and sat, I think, unrevealed for the better part of seven days. And, you know, I, I think they got up to tens of thousands of ETH in volume on the secondary market, you know. It does benefit the team for these things to trade unrevealed because typically we see a drop in volume after the first day of reveal and the floors typically drop as well. So now these things are hovering around three ETH and getting traded back and forth with a 10% cut going to the team every fucking time one of these moves. They've traded 5,000 ETH in volume last time I checked. That's probably a little more at this point. Yeah. So that's 500 extra. E- They've almost made as much in royalties that they need to pay back the people that they fucked there. Well, I was just going to say that. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, Come on. But yeah, 5,000 ETH in volume, 500 ETH <laughs> going to their team after, you know, the uh, what? <laughs> if, if they don't do a refund, this is just absolute boneheaded bullshit. They're not going to. Uh just seeing Illidan saying, don't forget on the spaces, they categorically said, we strongly recommend not buying on secondary. Yeah, another another great point. Um, you know, Kaiju, which we just talked about, did a move where they actually locked the contract until reveal, uh, which prevented people from trading them at all. At the time, that seemed like a controversial decision. However, uh, it, it paid off in spades for that project. <laughs> Arguably one of the most successful launches in NFT history, if not the most successful launch, when you see uh, how they set it up, their price afterwards, the hype that built, and almost the instant Kong-like status Kaijus were given uh, on whitelists and discords and all that type of stuff. Just an absolute contrast to who apparently was was the king in NFTs, according to uh, Uncle Free. <laughs> Uncle Free, yeah. Um well, and that's the thing, you know, they go out and say, don't trade these on secondary, don't buy them, don't sell them, blah, 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 blah. But we're going to put a 10 percent 
uh, vague on that to deter people from trading. Just freeze the contract. Put a 50% vig on there. Like people aren't going to be trading if they know they're going to have to give up half their money. Whatever. Like I, I, I'm not advocating that they do that either. Just freeze the contract. But, um, that 10% was like, it's just so it's 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 kind of predatory <laughs> they didn't do some things wrong they did everything right uh, and i mean for anybody that's um newer to this show this is coming from like we're talking like a, a top advocate of artifact and clone x since uh i've known him and since we've been doing this show um this isn't just uh, a way for us to say some hot takes and get some clicks on a YouTube video or anything like that. Like this was a, a project that you were diamond handing your, your fuos. Uh, you were, you were looking forward to this and you were, uh, you celebrating them publicly. And as you said, um, for anybody doing that, they might be feeling a little bit of a reputation hit from their friends. We still love you though. No hard feelings there, except for maybe Illidan, who's probably going to try and take you <laughs> out back, but whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, they make a lot of, you know, you make me feel like the asshole and it's their fault. It's, uh, look, it's all on me. I, I take full responsibility. No the game we play, but at the same time, you know, it, it's disheartening to see such, uh, a dense, opaque, uh, response from this team after taking in just more money than any NFT project has ever even come close to on their launch. Yeah, so tough luck. Uh, I I think at the end of the day they're going to be fine, but um, you know it'll it'll be interesting to see what their reputation kind of uh, sits at after all of this washes out. And Just buy your goddamn reputation back at this point. It's all people care about in this game. Just buy it back, idiot. <laughs> So the final, um, the final part to this is the reveal. Uh, which do we have a, a timeline for it now? All it was, all we were told was later this week. Uh, <laughs> there is a bridge. There is a bridge that has to occur. As we know, these are on eleven fifty fives, which is why they're all stacked and why gas was so gas. I mean, that was all they were concerned about. That gas be cheap for minting. So congrats, Illidan. You only paid forty dollars per fucking clone. To, to mint it um but yeah so we're we're gonna i i assume tomorrow i assume friday it's when people like to do these things so i assume they're gonna reveal friday but we don't know they just said later this week there's some sort of bridge to the 721 that that has to occur which i'm sure will go very smoothly given their history so we'll see how that goes <laughs> Yeah, it's um I mean if nothing else it's great for uh the conversation but yeah this is a, a tough look and um I mean it might not be a, we might be understating the liquidity suck that this continues to be too right obviously ethereum's ripping but this is not a small amount of eth that's uh, getting kind of tied up in this ecosystem 5000 well. in secondaries already this thing hasn't revealed yet and if you don't think all the whales who minted presale are going to start you know, trading for rares the moment this thing goes live, you're crazy. There's, you know, all, all my rants aside, this thing's going to be very successful just because of the quality of the work, the goal behind the project, and the fact that whales are going to go nutso for those rares uh, when they reveal, including, you know, mainstream celebrities who I bet are going to start rocking them in their PFPs. Uh, even if Artifact is paying them to do it, I, I think we're going to be seeing that a lot over the next month 
the last thing that I want to say about Clonex before we uh, we move on is um, once it does reveal, and we had this discussion yesterday, it is going to be very fascinating to see um, what the price action is and how the market reacts to the floors. Uh, a big criticism that everybody had of Mecca was that they all looked the same, rare or not. But when yeah. you're looking at that sales page on OpenSea, and if you're a true DGen like me, where you have like the, uh, the squares set down as low as possible, and then you've zoomed out some so you could see as many as, as you possibly can on the screen. Um, you know, do they do they look the same next to each other? Because even people that uh, own floors want to be rocking these things as their PFP. You know, a lot of them have probably traded some of their higher value uh, NFTs to to get this and have them as their their PFP to be part of the Clonex gang. And, um, you know, if, if all of those floor level, uh, all of those floor level NFTs are somewhat indistinguishable from each other, which can be a bit of an issue with 3D, um, 3D drops, uh, we might see some, some struggles there as well. Yeah, you know, we've seen FUD ships turn into FOMO trains really fast. And I do think a couple high profile celebrities rocking these things could uh, could get these moving pretty quickly. So, you know, all this launch be damned. I think I just I just really, really, really hope they decide to take a simple refund, you know, and an apology, I think, would go most of the way to, to setting this right. And and. Maybe announcing some cool things we didn't know about and getting uh, Kanye to to rock a Takashi as his uh, as his PFP. And yeah, to your point, like Swampverse was a great example where once the floors were revealed, people were like, fuck, most of these are pretty damn nice. Like even the floors look good and they they look kind of good rocking them in your PFP. And I'm hoping Clonex can pull that off, too. We've seen 10 previews. We've seen a lot of memes. There's that fake one, the bald one with no tooth that everyone thought was real that's been going around. But that was actually a meme made by a member of Clonex, you guys. <laughs> that, it was, you know, it was a meme they made for their own internal fun. And uh, it, it became, look at what these guys are putting out. So understand, most of the shit you're reading out there is misinformation by salty people who could have never afforded the drop in the first place. But that doesn't excuse it. I mean, they, they need to make this right. Uh, we should move on. Yeah, you want to move on? Let's talk about, um, you know, in the wake of Clonex, maybe the, maybe the drop of the day. Uh, dropping at 420 Eastern yesterday was the MFers. Uh, we alluded to this um, earlier in the show, and it was a Sartoshi project. Uh, Sartoshi being the, of of fame on on Twitter, but. Um, yeah, did you did you end up partaking in this? Uh, the gas war was was absolutely insane. Uh, finally, seeing some four digit uh, guay in the process. Yeah, at four twenty p.m. is exactly sundown uh, for Hanukkah, so I was particularly screwed with this drop as, as I was over at uh, my mother's celebrating the the whole the high holiday. I am yes. So uh, I would so I'll take that as a no. Drop, which <laughs> tried to piss me off because I was really looking forward. Oh, well, to happy it. Hanukkah! Thank you, thank you. And and I have an ass time minting from mobile most of the time, so I didn't even attempt it. Um, but you know, I I was really juiced on it earlier in the day. Sartoshi is a legend, and I mean, I think everybody was on the VC for like hours after this drop because. 
First of all, we were employing the the cyber baby snipe tool with amazing, amazing efficiency. Now, we know in business absolutely killed that Monaco drop the other day with it. But boy, were people sniping rares after this thing dropped. And then we saw the whales start to move in and make that move really worth it. I think Pranksy... Uh, dumped half a million dollars into rare motherfuckers when all was said and done. There was at least two 20 ETH sales. One was 17, one was 20. I, I stopped watching after that, but th this is an elite project. You don't see sales that large in a project that's going anywhere anytime soon. Um, it This, to me, falls under the category of crypto collectible. You know, there are certain things like rare peppy cards, which nobody in an auction house is ever even going to remotely understand, but they're always going to be worth millions of dollars to crypto people. And that's how these Sartoshis, you know, feel to me. Anybody who ha who's been in NFTs for two months is like, are you fucking kidding me? That's the worst art I've ever seen. Why does that even matter? Um, when it, it does matter, these, these are historic for the reason of the, the memer who put them out. He announced this project, what, 48 hours ago, 10,000 supply. And there was a gas war who can command that nowadays, maybe artifact. Ugh. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I just had to go back no, there. So right? we, I, I think these, these motherfuckers are a great long-term play. Short-term price volatility is not your friend. So who knows where this floor goes uh, in the immediate term. But anytime you see rares going at that price, uh, you know this thing uh, is going to be uh, an important project for many years to come. So love the motherfuckers. Yeah. So as, as you mentioned, there was a couple of large purchases, the biggest one being 20 ETH by none other than Pranksy. And he bought a one of one uh, board MF -er, and that's B-O-R-E-D board as in board apes. Um, and it is a pretty fucking funny um, picture of a uh, board ape sitting at that computer uh, with the headphones on and the the dad popping into the room saying, stay away from NFTs. They're danger. Oh, my God. And uh, I had a good <laughs> little chuckle on that one. But, yeah, they, honestly, they they look they look cool. They look fun. Um, you know, it's, it's there's a relevance play there. It's, you know, people are uh, enjoying it. And when, you know, Pranksy is willing to buy the uh, the, the most expensive one of one, um, it's a stamp of approval from them. Right. Yeah, you know, and that's why understanding the different uh, genres and niches is important here. Because if you looked at these for the art, you you totally would have missed the play. And we we hear people constantly say the, this common colloquialism that the art doesn't matter, and that's true depending on the genre you're talking about, right? You have to understand there's fine art, there's PFPs, there's crypto collectibles, and then there are Venn diagrams where certain things are all three, certain things are two, certain things are one. But understanding which niche it is and whether the collectors are going to go for I mean, these collectors are always sitting there with tens of thousands of ETH ready to deploy into things they like. When there's volume droughts, it's because there's nothing they like, right? And I mean, this is uh, a very loved person in the community and his collectibles are going to be very valuable in the future. Yeah, and uh, uh, DRK mentioned in the chat that pranks he bought two. I'm not seeing the second one. I know that he bought the first one for 20, though. The other one was like 18.88, and that's by... 
uh, a name Plus that I he, don't recognize. I mean, he bought grips and grips of of lower rares too. Yeah, uh, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. No, these are cool. Uh, congrats to anybody that uh, that got in on these and, and had some fun with it as well. I hope that it was, um, you know, a good a yeah. Good Scott trade went over how tough, how tough that gas war was uh, yesterday. You know, people. Nobody assumed a 10k PFP project would need to be hit with that much prio, uh, but yeah, it was uh, it, it was a very popular drop. People wanted those, and we could see why they were selling for big money after. Well, you know, for anybody that tuned into the um, the Cyber Babies uh, demo yesterday, you know, one of the things about their project or, or their their bot tool, sorry, for minting is that uh, you know you kind of have to set your prio, you have to set your guay, and you have to kind of live with it at that point because MetaMask doesn't actually pick up the the transaction and, and show it in there, so you don't actually have a speed up option. But um, you know, it really does highlight the fact that you need to have a plan going into these drops you need to gauge the sentiment and if you know that it's going to be um a gas war sometimes it is actually cheaper to just send it and actually get the nft rather than not send it um and when i say send it i mean gas up not you know not commit to that and you get a failed transaction because this thing mints out in a couple of blocks and then you don't even have time to speed it up. So um, this this was one of those situations where had you, you could have probably bought quickly on the secondary for slightly less than you would have paid in gas right after the drop finished. This happens a lot with high profile drops because people just don't expect the gas that big and guys who went in for, you know, dozens or hundreds start to recoup cost by uh by selling a little bit under what they minted for and hope to make the rest up on on rares so um yeah you a lot of times it's better to not even get into that gas war i was even talking about it yesterday especially with these sniping tools now right so many people like in business brought up a great point about the the three types of opportunities you have and the people who forget to pull down a listing from the pre-reveal, man, those are the best snipes. And we now have the tools to really do this effectively. So um, maybe save some liquidity for snipes with your cyber baby versus just trying to mint so many. Because, you know, that rare lottery, lottery, you have a very small chance anyway. Uh, better chance of sniping afterwards with some saved liquidity for drop. All right. So, yeah, if anybody uh, wants to come and say their piece about the MFers on the uh, the Q&A open mic session of the show, by all means, get ready for that. We are just about to wrap it up. Uh, let's talk about probably the last thing we got today, and that is Wizards and Dragons. Um, I know that this one is one that you were kind of uh, tooting about a little bit and uh, we're impressed with it. The art does look cool. It's very Orcs-esque. Um, and it is, <laughs> a, a, well, it, I, I don't know. Do you it know? is. I, I, yeah. I oh, okay. I, I thought you were laughing as a, like, no, uh, no, how no. dare you? <laughs> oh, definitely not. Definitely not. I think the orcs, the orcs are slightly better art. They're slightly more detailed, but I'm into that vibe. I mean, you know, you, you could hit me with 10 different games and that vibe. I'd probably play all of them. Right. And so this is, um, you know, a, a Wizards against Dragons kind of game and a la, you know, Wolf game. There are some dynamics regarding it. They do GP, which is the classic um, 
uh, RPG term for gold. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so dragons steal new mints and earn GP from wizards. Wizards uh, are part of the tower guild and they earn GP. And, you know, so obviously there's some wolves, sheep and wool vibes going on there. Seems to be more uh, a little more intricate, though, is uh, uh, more orc like, so to say, like there's more to do than uh than just the wolf, you know, the wolf game is essentially a DeFi play. Like, I don't see anybody rocking this art or talking about how much they like the graphical user interface, right? That's a DeFi, you know, it, people are in it to make money. Uh, this, on the other hand, I could see people loving these little characters and, and buying them for that reason as well. I'm a little... I'm a little disappointed because of all the derivatives. I saw this one coming from a mile away. Like, yeah, this is the one. Get it. And no matter how many slash guards I put in that damn general of theirs, I couldn't get whitelisted. And I'm feeling that pain this morning. Ah, yeah. So they uh, they did do well. Um, how was the mint process on that? Yeah, good question. I tried to get a little info on it. It seemed to also be a messy launch. And I think, you know, <laughs> this recent cycle is going to be defined by messy launches who kind of did well anyway. Um, as everybody seemed to try to reinvent the minting process, these guys, I believe they wanted to start at a Dutch auction of 0.42069, a nice meme price there to get everybody excited. Eventually it would go down to 0.088. Um, Whitelist had the right to, I'm not sure how many mints. There seemed to be some mutiny with the exact process, but that said, it also seems to be doing really well. I'm not sure if they were real, but there seemed to be some 10 ETH dragon sales yesterday, which sounds crazy to me, Um, but there it is. And I know a few AM members are participating in this game. If any of them want to come up in the AMA and maybe give us a quick rundown, I'd love to hear it because... I just thought from the beginning, if any of these derivatives was going to do well, it was, uh, it was. Yeah, it was interesting. So looking at OpenSea right now, it's at about um, two and a half thousand ETH in volume traded, uh, sitting at about a 0.25 floor. So nice little win there. And uh, I think some dragons were, were kind of flying for some high prices as well. Just pulling up the highest last price sale. Uh, I see it at 12 ETH, 10 ETH couple a bunch of 10 eats 9 eats yeah so these things were uh if you managed to ding a dragon there a nice little payday um but yeah it'll be interesting to see how that progresses while we're talking about derivatives and stuff like that it does appear that maybe this is the one uh whale whales game kind of caught everybody's attention there for a little bit but uh on the on the backs of the wizard and dragons launch seems to have kind of um Taking a little bit of a beating, um, but we'll see how that one bounces back too. But yeah, well, uh, wizards and dragons kind of um, might might be viewed as the launch of the day, even despite Clonex minting out. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think a very missed point is that the only games that will be successful on a long term basis are the ones you you're not playing just to earn money. All right. Earning money is a very sticky angle, I agree, but unless you want to play slightly more for the fun than the money, I think it's a Ponzi that eventually collapses on itself. And I think that is the main issue with something like Wolf Game, whereas 
you know, this Witches and Dragons seemed to have a lot more angles of fun where you could see people with a Magic the Gathering or D&D bent want to play it anyway, right? And certainly early on, it's always going to be speculative because, you know, being early into a... If one of these becomes a Fortnite, you're going to be taught... There's going to be so many millionaires, you know, that got in for a few hundred bucks um, that own these gaming assets. So everybody knows that the big one is yet to come and we're all looking for but that is why I think the gaming meta is so interesting and why Wizards and Dragons to me personally has even better prospects than Wolf Game because it seems more fun to play not just for the cash. For sure. Okay. So on that note, um, I quickly touched on Wales game doing some struggling there. Um, so I know some Alpha Mint members were looking at uh, an, an exit in regards to that. I think I personally might be on that boat too. But uh, you know, do your do your own uh, research and and whatnot. But the floor has fallen a little bit since the Wizards and Dragons has released. Um, but they have announced more game mechanics to come. So uh, yeah definitely might be a little bit responsive to that so um on that note anybody that wants to jump up oh sorry anything else that you want to finish off with before we uh, invite some people up no i think that was it i know that uh, we have illidan itching to get up here <laughs> and uh and you know I, i'm probably gonna have to bleep some stuff out in the uh post it's been up editing to the clone conversation yeah. <laughs> so i think we know what it's about right? yeah yeah but uh, i just wanted to say for anybody um new listening in here uh that was looking to get a am pass we will be making an announcement uh pretty soon in regards to how that's all going down so just hold tight um they are coming we do have plenty of them left, so this isn't like you're going to get priced out or you're going to have to fight a gas war to get it or whatever. Yeah, we but. don't we don't recommend buying on the secondary yet. We don't want anyone to feel like they're not getting a good deal. We respect and love that people want to trade these things, and please go ahead list for whatever you want. But you know, if you're a, a prospective member, we're going to release more. There's no reason to pay half an ETH uh, in the secondary. Yeah, forty percent royalties. Very reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> um, we thought forty yeah. percent was very fair. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We don't have forty. We don't have forty percent. Obeyed us to bring us back to, to serious. Yeah, come on, so guys. I, I, I was, um, I wasn't going to say too much about Clanex because I think you guys covered uh, most of the most shocking of the already. Right. Um, I mean, aside from, you know, I am pissed off, but nobody gives a fuck about me being pissed off. <laughs> I, do. I do. I feel like I led you yeah, in there. Thank you. Thank you. No, it's, right. it's, my, it's my own fault because right, it's my own fault and no stupidity. But anyway, I mean, again, um, just goes to show, just be a little patient and uh, sometimes it'll be better. But yeah. uh, no, the, the, there were two other things I wanted to mention, um, just in case people weren't aware. Uh, so orcs are down a little bit. Um, so people that were looking to get into orcs, maybe might be a good time now. Uh, one twenty, so one twenty. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was ju- just a, it's a bit over one at the moment, um, and that's because a lot of people that put them into back to back raids uh, had their orcs come out yesterday or like yes. you know, overnight. So mm-hmm. um, so a bit more supply becoming unlocked for people that might want to try and get in a bit cheaper. And right. uh, the other one was uh, a project that uh, you mentioned, uh, FMC, a few weeks ago, I believe. Uh, the Ape Kids Club is uh, minting its public sale today. Oh, so, interesting. Uh, yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah. So that was that was one of the baby projects that actually didn't look like a copy-paste trunk 
image piece of garbage. Remember that and, meta? Uh, <laughs> Seems yeah, like years ago. <laughs> those, those are the three D ones, right? Like three D. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. are the three D. Yeah, the three D. The three D cute looking ones, um, which like seem like they have some kind of semi endorsement from actual uh, board apes. So um, yeah, that's that's uh, that. Nice. Public sale is minting at some point today. I don't think they've announced it yet, but it, it is today. So that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, and that's going to be yeah, 0.05, right? And uh, 3,000 are yeah. going to the pre-sale, 7,000 going to the public sale, which is a nice ratio, honestly. Yeah. I, I like the yeah. I like not locking too much of them up in the in the pre-sale. Yeah, yeah. So um, so that's going on later today. I don't know when, but I'm going to try and test out the bot uh, again. Because I was a bit retarded yesterday and I didn't hit the watch function, so uh, it didn't fire for me on uh, motherfuckers, unfortunately. Mm. Yes. Yeah. No. I. Oh yeah. I appreciate you bringing. I was just saying there were good snipes yesterday. Yeah. 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 No, there were. There were. There were some real good ones. I know in business uh, had a few really good snipe and flips. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it from me. I don't really have too much else to, uh, so, to say other than without getting you too riled up while yeah. we wait to uh, <laughs> wait wait for people to um, put their hands up to talk about anything else that they want. Um, like, what do you you know? You're you're in. I'm not. I can't remember how many of these you meant to do. Three. Uh, three, yeah, three. So I went in for ninety. And uh, you know what? The shitty, shitty thing about this for you, and not to rub salt in the wound, is you know, oh, I, I, I guess your wallet isn't even eligible for the um, the one thousand yeah. raffles, as I saw you kind yep. of going on about it in the the chat. Yeah, so that's uh, like, and I tried asking about this in the in the Discord as well, and just you know, my post gets deleted every fucking time, and I'm like, guys, this is a legitimate concern. It's not like fud. You're talking about people that want to support you. And, you know, your website completely shut the bed so nobody could get in. And there were still people that wanted to buy it and, and get in because you could see the momentum that was there at the start. Yeah. And uh, I was, unfortunately, one of these idiots. So uh, I couldn't get into the website. So uh, I sent ETH to a mate of mine that actually managed to get in. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so he minted for me, sent me the NFTs back. And uh, because of that, I don't think I'm not eligible because I'm not technically a minter. I've just trans. I've just got NFTs that were transferred uh, to another wallet, and yeah, asking about it, deleted, deleted, deleted. So uh, yeah, yeah. They of, took a snapshot. They took a snapshot of the wallets at seven thirty p.m. Pacific time um, after the after they shut down the original sale. That was when they took the snapshot, yeah. and by that point, your friend had already transferred them to your wallet. Yeah, yeah. So, by then, they, w- they would be in there, but they said that they're going to look to make sure that it's like uh, it's people that minted them from the contract or um, people that minted uh, from the thing, and they've said it's one ticket per wallet. And they, I and I'm, I'm just trying to get answer- answers, and I've got zero answers, just you know, questions deleted. So it's uh, yeah, a bit annoying. No, I, I had a great talk with Dylan yesterday, who feel who also felt a little betrayed because their communication with the mods was really terrible as well. And, you know, people were going after the mods looking for both answers, but also abusing them. And Dylan, uh, no, we just had a a good conversation about it and he completely agrees uh, with pretty much everything. And um, I think, you know, I, I I, one of the, 
sorry, one of the surprising things that um, that he mentioned uh, I, while I was on at least was that it's not even the mods that are deleting it; it's the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was the red names in there, the team that were doing a lot of the celebrating, doing the fuck you yep. fodders. Um, you know, the mods hated it. Yeah. They felt like, yeah. you know, yeah, they did not like how the team was reacting. And, you know, I well, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to at least talk to Dylan. And while they're not completely responsive to their mod team, he should at least tell them your case specifically, because I don't think anybody yeah. should feel fucked by this company. Um I wish you know, for, for yeah, spending. Have, yeah. maybe they should have just yeah. actually sold those thousand and then taken that 2000 ETH that they gained from the sale and just refunded the 2000 mints, the one ETH. Or like, they should just fucking take the, th- take it anyway. Yeah. Do the raffle, do both. It's yeah. deserved. I mean, that, that, I mean, that is the logical thing to do. And uh, that would also be, you know, the, the right thing to do by your community. But I think everything that we've seen so far from them just shows that they are, you know, well, a bunch of greedy cunts. I mean, as for, we've talked for, about many, many times, so, as we've talked about many, many times before on the show. For some you know, perspective, some have um, you know set the price and done all this, and they've already pre-ordered the Lambo. Uh, you know, it's very yep. hard to say no to a bunch of options you've already uh, clicked yes on. <laughs> <laughs> Could I have to take the uh, take away the uh, carbon fiber uh, floor mats, right? right? So, um, uh, no, but, yeah. but, but but for pers- some perspective, you were willing to spend nine ETH on this project uh, in a Dutch yeah. auction format. Um, you got yeah. burned. You know, you are a, a, a animated member of our community, <laughs> but, um, but no, but your, 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 your concerns were thought out and, and valid. And yeah. you weren't even asking for all of your money back. You're like, just give me it at the price that everybody else was eligible to pay for them and I'll be fine. Yep. yep. So yep. if that's all it takes to, to make somebody that was willing to spend $50,000 happy, like, I, I yeah, guess I, just do it. I just yeah, don't understand don't, why they wouldn't. I really it, don't. It, I, it, it just it just boggles, you know, the mind to go, how can you try and build, you know, such a big reputable brand and make yourself, you know, look like you guys are the kings of NFTs and uh, have a long-standing community that supports you. Like, all, all this does is it turns away a lot of people that are willing to drop big bucks, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? They, yep. They've they succeeded. And um, I, you know, I hope that if they ever do something like this again, it's a, a little more thought out thoroughly. And I think it's going to be a lesson for anybody else that's trying to. Yeah. Um, and I think the lesson is that you can do whatever the fuck you want and fuck it up as much as you want. And you're still going to make $80 million instead of the $100 million yeah. that you're <laughs> slated to make. Right. Yeah, and that's the I maybe so. the unfortunate reality. Right. And, uh, yeah. I, you know, what? I, I, I mean, in the wake of like, you know, you, and and free market who had you know stakes in this game and and Dylan who was was going to get to mint some and uh, you know as a mod in the community, um, you, you know I, I say this with all due respect, but there was a part of me that was hoping that the market was going to reject their uh, decision and not mint out at two ETH, yeah. and it wasn't being salty. I it's not that I don't want anybody to succeed or this project no, no, to no, fail, no, no, um, but you know it's when just, when it, the it, market. It just would be nice to see people, you know, as you say, vote with your feet, uh, vote with, you, with your wallet in this case and just say, no, you fucked up. 
vote with your wallet and do that right and we we've unfortunately seen it time and time again where these projects um do all the wrong things and then um you know they're rewarded at the end of the day for it um and 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 believe me like apart from the people that minted it like you know that team would have been fine even if uh it didn't it didn't mint out there. oh yeah 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 but yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah we'll it, see i mean one one thing that you know does give me a um a slight bit of hope because I mean, I think I mentioned this on the show a couple of times, uh, once or twice already, or, you know, maybe just in voice chats, uh, which is the, the supply being 20 K and that we haven't actually seen, um, any project actually come out the gate with 20 K available, right? Like even mutants were at 14 K minted at the time, uh, you know, 10 K uh, DA and then, four, you know, 4 K uh, with serum. Uh, so with this whole bridging process, it's going to be interesting to see how many people bridge immediately and how many people bridge, you know, a, a day later or, you know, six hours later or whenever it might be. But where I feel like we're going to see the same sort of thing again, where um, the supply sort of comes in maybe a, a, a lot quickly and then slows down and then the price sort of pumps again and then the rest of it gets uh, bridged over and then the price dumps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'll, that, that's it'll a good point to look out be for. Interesting to see, be interesting to see how that all plays out. I mean, I really hope that the bridging process is going to be um, smooth. And they still haven't announced exactly when that bridging process is going to be. But, you know, if they're going to put a bit of time between the, the mint and the bridge, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of time that you can use to, you know, do a bit of marketing, you know, get some people uh, involved to talk about it publicly. Instead Seriously. of you know, they're uh, instead of they you know we're, we're stuck in our ways. We're going to wait till it's all done, and then you know if you sold because the price went down, it's on you. Kind of attitude. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was a pump my bags. Pump my Pump bags. My bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. We're going to invite Josh up here, but yeah, uh, no you know, no I think I, I think we've probably done the bulk of the Clonex talk. Obviously, there's going to be yeah. some stuff to, until um, tomorrow when new news. Breaks. Oh yeah, the reveal. <laughs> the reveal is still coming up. <laughs> Whatever too. they've done. Lot, in but, the last <laughs> hours. Yeah. All righty, boys. All right. Thanks, man. GM Josh. Oh, GM, GM, how's everybody doing? Waking up, waking up. How's my uh, favorite narcotics peddler doing today? Oh, you know, peddling <laughs> narcotics and stuff, the usual. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, just kidding. Uh, yeah. No, nar- no narcotics peddling happening here, everybody. No, only, <sighs> only bored ape heads. Uh, yeah. <laughs> from what I can see, really dope. Uh, I retweeted it. Oh, oh yeah. what did I miss? Oh, what did I miss? Oh no, I just I just made a little derivative piece with uh, Zeneca's board ape uh, that I posted. Uh, I, free market capital's got a kick out of it. I'm still working on your uh, trash can R two D two man. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. No pressure, but it better be fucking perfect. <laughs> oh, I believe well, the inspiration uh, for that ape came from this show. I remember we were discussing it. What would be some cool directions and i lo- i thought it looked absolutely fabulous uh you really nailed the execution so did zeneca pick up yeah. pick up on it no i don't think so um i mean well you i i it's it's hard to say on these things but i found that with the derivative sort of fan arty pieces it's really just a roll of the dice you do 10 of them 
one of them gets picked up by a big influencer. And usually that's enough to make a, make a hit to the, you know, make an impact on the bottom line. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see more to come. <laughs> Just going to pull this up on screen right now. Yeah. I found it. It looks cool guys. Like if you're, uh, if you're feeling the, the the vibes of Josh's work, maybe go give him a follow on Twitter. It's at shroom heads with two Z's on the end of it. And um, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe go share his uh, Zeneca piece and get it some exposure. <laughs> Thanks guys. Yeah. Yeah. Feel free to come along. And t- also if folks have like cool, weird PFP things. They want to get turned into a little shroomified piece. Hit me up. I've been having fun doing these and it's Once- a great way to reach, reach an audience. Once you get so popular, you have a hundred DMs asking for these PFP floating heads a day. We got to come up with a gone that people can just enter the PFP they own and it spits out a floating head in. Oh, hell yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Little incubator, <laughs> little, little NFT incubator. NFT incubator. <clears throat> um, sweet. Well, so a couple of things, um, and actually on the Shroomheads thing, one request to the community, if anybody knows people who are they know are into the psychedelic space and NFTs, send them my way because I'll do something to, you know, maybe do a custom PFP, maybe do something else. Um, so feel free to ping me anytime. But my, my two actual questions for you guys are about Ethorks and uh, the Sartoshi drop. So one is strategies for picking out an Ethork. Like, what is there any strategy to picking one out while the floor is low? I heard Illidan mention that, and it seemed interesting. Um, and the other question is just about Sartoshi and like, how do you know when these potentially cash grabby sort of influencer projects are worth and you know worth getting involved in or not? And how do you guys think about that problem? Yeah. So the Sartoshi one. I, it's very hard to quantify uh, or put into words exactly how you know. I think it's literally just experience or finding someone with experience in the space to understand like, no, the 888 thing probably doesn't have legs. But yes, the Sartoshi thing does. Right. That's just that's just experience about knowing which influencers are launching with the right vibe. Like, I I don't think Satoshi, not that he doesn't care about the money, but it's not why he conceived the project. And I think it comes through. Um, so that that's me. It's really just about, no, you know, I knew because of who likes Satoshi. I mean, that was that's the easiest way I could put it. Like I knew the in, the whales and collectors that spend this type of money love Satoshi. So I knew his project was going to do well in that vein. Um, just experience, really. It's ve- it's if you're not if you've been in the space for two months, it's hard to tell the charlatans from the uh, from the gods, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's kind of what I expected. Um, yeah, and but more importantly, ethos. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is a more fun conversation. So your main consideration, I think, is your zug. Right. Zug production. Um, so, ooh, I think Dark Illidan also wants to come up and talk about picking orcs. I am going to invite him up. He, he will be good uh, for this conversation. But yeah, you want to look at Zug production, right? Because any orc that has less than a plus 12 is going to need to be leveled up and pillaged. Now, if he's the right level... You don't have to waste your time leveling him up. So that's a consideration. He needs to be level 10 or higher 
Otherwise, you have to spend eight hours per level getting him up to the proper level to pillage uh, where he can get some items, right? So there's a loot which will, which will also cost you 120 zug. Uh, okay. So, yeah, which will, so I'm just sorry to cut you off there, MC. So, Go ahead. Go ahead. um, yeah, so it's uh, if you look at the listings on orcs, there's uh, every now and then there are some really good orcs that people just paper hand because I, I don't know why, but they they put them at stupid prices. Um, like you know, a, a couple of times you might see a level thirty or a level thirty five orc that's listed just at floor, and it doesn't really make any sense. And that you know, the, the zug production is pretty good as well, but. Um, yeah, like uh, FMC was saying, the, the Zug production is what you want to look at. And ideally, you would get one that is um, plus 12 or around about that range or more uh, because you can get, you know, floor orcs that are, you know, plus zero or plus two or plus three or plus four where you would then have to pay the upgrade or you get the, the ones to avoid, I would say, are ones that are like plus seven to plus nine because yeah. – uh, yeah. You know, you're not, it's at that point, it's kind of in a weird spot where it's not really worth it to do the leveling and, and paying the Zug to upgrade <laughs> it to plus 12 because that delta yeah. you're getting is not very big. Yeah. Um, so definitely avoid those ones. But the, the other ones that are, you know, at or more, um, go, go for them. Um, right. So Zug right now, last time I checked, was about $1.50. So you need 120, uh, 120 Zug to raid the loot pool, which will give you an automatic plus 12. And I think you actually have a small chance to get um, a little yeah, higher two, than that. Yeah, 2% two, two to get a plus yeah. uh, 13. So, you, you know, organizing your... The first thing you do is you scroll to the bottom of the properties and you set the Zug level to a minimum of 12 and you compare that to the floor price. I mean, if there is a floor... That is dramatically less than 120 Zug. Um, maybe there's some value in buying it, but it, ha- it would have to be a lot less, right? Because you have to factor in gas and time and labor and, and all that shit. So really. And like, you know, Dark said, every once in a while, someone will throw like a plus 17 up at the same price as a plus 12 or something like that. And, and, you know, those are the best deals to snap up quick. But yeah. since Zug is the reason to have these Genesis orcs, you want to look at the production. Now, here's where it gets interesting, right? If you look at the very high level orcs, you're paying for more than just the Zug production because two floors is going to give you 24 Zug, theoretically. But if you slide the slider to orcs that are a minimum of 24 zug you're going to be paying six ETH uh for a minimum of those orcs so when you're just looking at zug production it's better to buy two floors than one rare now if you're looking at the game from a long-term perspective there is going to be utility for each item but I'm not sure we know enough for you to make a value judgment on whether it's better to pay that extra ETH for like the ice sword because the ice sword is going to work really well in a certain raid for a certain aspect. It's very hard to price and it's speculative. So I would definitely yeah. focus on floors as you're as you're getting in because your your price your ETH to Zug ratio is the best at the floor. 
Yeah, it, it also depends on on the like if you are going to play the game, right? It also depends on on your strategy and how much you're willing to spend, of course, and yeah. uh, and how many orcs you're how many orcs how much um, yeah how many how big of a horde you're trying to build, because if you're looking to you know get just one or two, then sure your your better strategy is just to pick up a couple of floors, set them to zug, and you know um, do that. But if you're looking to buy I don't know five or ten orcs. Then you're then you have a lot more options in terms of what kind of strategy you want to employ. Yeah, because you can then go ahead and just you know buy more high level orcs that you will set to raid, or you can buy one that's super high level and set him to raid and use the rest of them as zug batteries um, to you know perpetually keep uh, getting bone shards. And you know getting bone shards, I think, is going to be uh, a fairly long term thing because they you know you got three thousand of the shamans coming out you got nine thousand of the remaining allies so three different types um and that's gonna take quite a while to mint out like even the shaman's gonna take two months or something uh to mint i mean even to date you can't mint the shamans because they put a bit of a uh they let you start mining the the bone shards but they won't let you start minting till there's sort of enough of a supply built up. Otherwise, you get this weird like supply shock where you know the first shaman sells for twenty. Or more than a genesis orc, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. And then regarding the uh, regarding Smart. loot and stuff, um, one of the things that they did mention early on is that uh, having matching sets of uh, loot um, is going to make a difference, and it will get you a bonus. Mm-hmm. It, that hasn't that hasn't been implemented yet in the current uh, raids. But I think that will make a difference in um, you know in the, on the L two raids. These guys are so good, man. I could talk about orcs all day. This game is just yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're it, so it, smart. They it, think it, about it, everything, you know. Yeah, it, it literally consumed uh, my whole life for about you know the month and a half that it was. Wow, like, I mean, yeah, I didn't. That, I, did, I, I literally <laughs> minted like literally after minting orcs, I didn't mint anything for like six weeks. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, the whole alpha min team was on voice chat for like seven days while Kiwi yeah. got no sleep uh, yeah. uh, doing all this leveling for it. Amazing. What, what a yeah. what a time to be alive. What a time yeah. to be alive. I feel so out out on these conversations. I'm just like, I'm just smiling and nodding to the camera right now for 10 to 15 minutes. But no, no, we're going to get you into orcs. We got to get you a rare. We're going to get you 30 E and you're going to wipe that floor out uh, one of these days. We oh, got to get you in the orc <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I, I think on that note, it's probably a good chance to uh, to wrap up the show, not to cut off the orc conversation. But um, if you want to continue it, by all means, head down to the voice chat and we can uh, we can talk for hours about this. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, I, I just want to thank everyone for um, showing up today. We had about 55 listeners, which is amazing. Yesterday, we had our all time high of 65, which we are incredibly appreciative of. But uh, but yeah, so we've got um, uh, some good things on the horizon and the next wave of passes is coming out soon and we have uh little lemon friends coming um to to hang out with us tomorrow afternoon as you uh you teased yesterday you want to finish this off with that we got a bunch of whitelist spots uh to give away to people in the audience so tell your friends if they've never listened to the show we're going to be giving some live away to people who are listening um and i cannot wait to get into that conversation this this project is the one i'm looking forward to most that's going to be tomorrow uh at 4 p.m eastern 
We're going to do it live uh, on the stage in the Discord. It's also going to be recorded for um, for YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. So just before I, I jump off, um, apparently Reebok have done an NFT which minted uh, a few minutes ago. Damn. That well, so you know my jump into the voice and check it out. Yeah, you know my uh, you know my thing with mainstream NFTs. All right, everybody, thank you for listening this morning, Cloud Cobain. Take us away. We out. Good luck at the tables. Peace.